0: Any good stories from the road? pipe up. I wish we'd gotten seen a little bit more out of our punter. I'm starting to puke. It makes my stomach hurt. I thought he was going to
1: die. I'm starting to throw up in my mouth a little bit. He's on the probiotics. Is Georgia playing the 1985 Bears this weekend or what? A lot of Todd, Todd, Todd talk. Rap poison proof. They're Mangeeks.
2: We will not be hunted at the University of Georgia. I can promise you that. The hunting that we do will be done from us going the other direction.
1: Howdy. This is the Georgia show. I'm Wes Blankenship. We got both the Jakes and Palmer Toms tonight. Hit subscribe, hit like. We're talking about Georgia coordinators, quarterbacks, and that week schedule in 2023. Guys, I hope you are having a fantastic weekend. The Rec Bros have already weighed in with a OK. So we are out of the gates with an OK. Andy Stowe is in. Uh, we're all in here, guys. Welcome into the Georgia show. Let's start off with what I just teased. Um, we're getting a lot of questions on the message board and our Twitter mentions about Todd Munkin, about Glenn Schumann. A lot of Alabama fans are trying to connect the dots on Glenn Schumann's farewell post to Tresman Marshall. Jake Rowe, what are you hearing? Um, you, it's over.
0: You're going to lose them. going to lose them. going to lose everybody else. Um, AD Mitchell was the tip of the iceberg. Uh, no, man. I mean, nothing really. Honestly, I mean, it's it's one of those things. I always tell people it's kind of funny. Uh, Seth Emerson and I have talked about this like 50 times. We always get a good kick out of it. Is anytime there's like a a big story circulating, even if it's like when Kirby Smart, I believe it was when Kirby Smart, the first time this came up was was being hired as Georgia's head coach, and the you know there was the days in between. Rick firing and and Kirby uh, hiring before it became evident, before you just absolutely knew for a fact, you you know, it was going to be kind of a little bit of a, uh, you know, it was a probability. Well, uh, Seth and I talked about it and we're like, hey, man, I'm doing dishes right now. I think people think I'm just like working the phones and, you know, like, uh, you know, I don't know, trying to be like the media version of Jerry Maguire over here with a pocket protector and a short sleeve, you know, or something. Um, you know my horn rim glasses. Uh, they call them birth control in the army. Uh, I, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think people expect that. You know, you kind of reach out to people, send some texts, um, see what you hear back, and I got nothing. You know, I got. I, I mean, that's just kind of where it is right
1: now. I mean, well, I, you th- did, you did hear though. I, you did note. I think to at least one person who asked that both these guys and their social media evidence of this, they've both been out recruiting for Georgia. Right. So, so yeah. that's significant yeah, if they
0: weren't that would be news that would 100 percent be news um but no they've been out recruiting um i think todd Monkin was out in california at some point here recently um not too long ago uh you know i don't know man there's or out west somewhere i'm not sure uh but they're out recruiting they're out doing their jobs listen that's one thing i'll tell you what you know that's one profession you get paid well enough to do it but you I'm impressed year in and year out with the guys who, you know, you'll hear them being rumored for major jobs. You know, there's work going on behind the scenes for a major job, and they're out there recruiting full bore. I mean, Jeremy Pruitt was sitting in church with Miko Hardman whenever Mark Rick got fired. I mean, these dudes <laughs> go at it to the very end. They, I
1: mean, just in Sunday school class with Miko,
0: eating yeah. animal crackers and drinking lemonade. Probably feeling a little uncomfortable. Um, but,
2: you know, that's
0: just yeah. the way it is.
2: Jeff Ulbrick was trying to uh trying to get Roquan Smith to sign on the line while he while the, he was signing his Falcons papers. Man. Please
1: sign uh, Roquan. That was that was a legendary coaching recruit exchange right there. And talk about two career paths that just diverged in, in the uh Robert Frost Woods. Crazy that was crazy uh, times.
0: There was a booster club bonus that was gonna pay his little buyout there for you, UCLA. He, hey, we'll pay you 50 grand if you sign Roquan. And he no was doubt. like, Yeah, God, give me that money. I need it. Moving expenses. <laughs> I gotta go across the country.
1: Um, I, I don't want no to start the show with a, right a big a, a big nothing burger, but I think that is significant. Um a significant update that Schumann and Munkin are out still wearing the jeans and Wes, still representing i want to add this too
0: want to add this too it's day-to-day man it really is it's day-to-day like you it may be mid-morning tomorrow something may be going on right this second maybe mid-morning tomorrow before we catch wind of it i mean as far as i know right now you're not seeing anybody else on the georgia beat reporting anything going on with these guys um you know it when it's when it comes out it'll come out i mean here's the thing with with certain things this year we've been way ahead of them um you know i feel like we were ahead of the of the pack on cedric van pranden and we were – kind of gave you a step-by-step, a blow-by-blow analysis of, of Lab McConkie and, you know, how – guys, I, I don't think folks understood, like, a couple days after the national championship game, I really thought this guy was gone. Like, that was all the information. And it trended back to Georgia. Same thing with Cedric Van Pran. You know, we we, we were – I feel like we were, we're ahead of a lot of things. And then some things like the AD situation, like there were rumors out there for a while, um, you know, and, and, you know, you're checking on them. And there's people – sometimes – there are the people you don't, you talk to don't know yet. Um, and, you know, we may be dealing with that here, but I don't think so based on the fact that they've been out recruiting and uh, kind of what, you know, the thing is, I mean, I feel like it was Glenn Schumann uh, to Alabama. That's a very, you know, close connection there. And, and that would have been a, a, an earlier move. Um, you know, Todd Monken has, you know, I, I go back to that conversation that I talked about last episode with, <laughs> Um, you know, Todd, Todd was talking there. At Todd, the, Todd, uh, Todd, Todd. Todd, right. Uh, he was talking there at, uh, at uh, the Peach Bowl. And I don't know, man, it didn't seem like a guy that was in a hurry to get out of town. Um, but
1: – Which is interesting when you look at his career history. Um, as an offensive coordinator, he's never been anywhere for longer than three seasons. He spent, uh, I think, one stint as some sort of quality controller, position coach – Early on in his career, he was there for like four or five years. But as an OC, he's kind of like one of those lizards you watch on planet Earth running on the hot sand. He's just moving. He's on the move. He's going to check out the next opening. But it seems like Georgia's probably survived some of those uh, attacks from college openings. You wonder about the NFL. But we talked about this when we did like an emergency live show about Cedric Van Pran's decision and tampa bay is the one that everyone's circling right now but would you would you trade what you got going on at georgia and athens for what the bucks have they seem like they could be uh not a desirable destination subpar
2: once one a one year stop possibly i mean todd bowles is going to be on the hot seat there's no question about it and i mean it's not looking good with that aging roster i mean it's uh, things are trending downward in Tampa, unfortunately, for them.
1: But yeah, fortunately, we, for the we have the photo up here. If you're watching on YouTube, um, if you're listening on the podcast, it is Todd Munkin in a tweet from the Knoxville County High School Football Booster Club. They're jacked to have Coach Todd Munkin stopping by to check on their Irish players. I assume that's their mascot name and not just their players that are of Irish descent. Um, yeah,
3: it, that's Knox Catholic. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. They're they're in. Oh,
1: not. You're right. It's not Knoxville County. That's not yeah. a real place. Knox. It's, Knox.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was, I was wondering. It's, i was like, it, man. I don't think in, And maybe there's,
0: there's, the maybe there's another
2: May's brother in the uh, in the in the wings.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sa- same division as the Baylor School, where uh, Kirby was recruiting. On I think these were both on Friday. I could be wrong though.
2: Yeah, definitely. Had a chance to talk with Amari Jefferson too about that visit from Kirby and uh definitely uh, a clear impact maker. A lot of people went wild. I think that that, that one kind of blew our mind with how uh, how people reacted to Kirby Smart
1: coming in. One into of our battle. best performance stories different. of the past week.
2: Yeah.
0: Harris English must have must have sent in a few phone calls out of <laughs> that way and, and kind of fired some people up. Forgot Um,
1: where he went. Well, while while people are wondering about it, guys, uh, I don't want to speculate about it too much. But we kind of gave the 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 treatment of what Georgia will have returning if AD leaves, and and he did leave. Um, So Let's say Todd Munkin and or Glenn Schumann are looking elsewhere. I, I I think Georgia's done a pretty good job of keeping its staff intact and. Uh, not only evaluating talent on the football field but keeping its culture intact with the people that that Kirby Smart hires just to calm the nerves of anyone that may be wondering or worrying about what Georgia's got going on uh, when I look at Will Muschamp I look at I know people are, sh- are going to shudder to think about this name but Mike Bobo and maybe uh, Coach B Mac I mean do you think Georgia would hire from within at some of those positions, or do you think they would look elsewhere?
0: I mean, I I think they'll they'll definitely uh they're definitely gonna give those guys from within a, a look. Um guys, Kirby Smart made a bad hire at offensive coordinator um for the twenty nineteen season. And that was it. It was over. I mean, it, they Todd Munkin came in. Um one bad year James Cole. It doesn't mean Kirby's not um you know, not going to make another bad hire, but it's – most of them have been good. I don't care what anybody says, Jim Chaney was a freaking good hire. Um, Georgia got to – Georgia with a freshman quarterback, Georgia pounded its way to the to the national championship game, undermanned everything. So, Jim Jim Chaney was a good hire. Georgia had a good offense in 18 too. Um, So, I, I think that was – I think that he's made – out of the seven years he's been at Georgia, he's had one bad offensive of coordinator – still found a way to win a lot of games, still found a way to get to the SEC championship game for crying out loud. Um, So just trust the guy. Um, You know, I think Mike Bobo is a good coach. Um, You know, I think that, you know, it's a time to kind of hit reset and get into a different culture and experience what what he's experienced at Georgia is good for him. Um, I'm old enough to remember folks not being all that fired up about Todd Hartley coming in either. And I think he's probably a stud Mm -hmm. right now. And, and, you know, I was – Stacy Searles and here you go Georgia's recruiting them down the road they're recruiting them right now and they're coaching them too so it's about the man you know years ago there's a guy on our board Natty Light he was on the board before I got to this one he used to always say it there's a man in the it's about the man in the big office it's about yep. the man with the big paycheck and that's, and that's what it's about
1: that's right I'm not hedging our bets here I'm not speculating I'm just putting out there exactly what you just said Jay. Trust that Kirby Smart can assemble a staff and keep this machine rolling. Because other than Coley, you're right, that was a blemish. Other than him, you got to have faith in what uh, Kirby's been able to assemble. Um, and what up, the hell else are you going to do anyway? Right? Are you going to march on the on on the butts mirror? I don't you know, man. After, after the past week. Think people have just kind of forgotten that Georgia won two championships in a could row. You, you, so maybe, I, I'm I'm saying anything and everything's on the table right now. I don't know what people are going to do. I, I mean, it's
2: realistically, obviously, no one wants Todd Munkin to leave. Uh, no one wants Clint Schumann to leave. But if there's a I, I, I
0: disagree. I disagree. Okay. I think Josh Heupel would love for both of well, them. Well, sure, of course,
2: yeah. <laughs> but if those guys, if those guys leave, is there's not many there's not really many schools that are in a better situation to recruit a guy from both a monetary standpoint, from a success standpoint, from a roster standpoint. I mean, it's, it's one of the most appealing coordinating jobs in the nation, if not the, so, I mean, it's, I've, I've not heard anything like you Jake that that suggests that that's going to happen, but if it does, I think that you got to feel pretty good about the options that you'd probably be able to bring in if that were the case.
0: Yeah. Just go show them the banners, show them the roster. And then say, hey, you want to dive in this pool of money over here? And then, you know, <laughs> I mean, then I think they'll think they've died and went to heaven. And I'm not Show, show them both because-
1: the rings on your hand and, and give them the treatment from Friday Night Lights. Hey, get you yeah. one of these. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Speaking of Stacy Searles, guys, is there a better endorsement for what he's done than Cedric Van Pran coming back? This is just a side note. I didn't have this and the plans to talk about this no, tonight, but good- you brought yeah. up Searles. I mean, that's that's a pretty big uh ringing endorsement, I would think, anyway, for a guy that's teetering on his NFL future. Let me
0: tell you, I ran into Trenton third event at an alumni event years ago, and he had you know, he was he was he had already lost down to about two hundred and thirty pounds, didn't look like he was an office lineman, you know, 6'6", 230 hundred and thirty pound dude. Got to talking with him and he he couldn't say enough good things about Stacey Charles. I know a guy named Casey Nichols. Um, listen, I used to go to practices when Stacey Searles was out there. Um, when I was coaching, and I saw him make Casey Nichols. There's no way Casey could have ever weighed 300 pounds as a walk on lineman, uh, even though he was 6'5, because Stacey Searles had him running back and forth to touch a wall all practice long. I swear to God, you'd have thought he hated him. Casey loves Searles, um, you know, from what he told me anyway, he could have been lying. Um, but, you know, you talk to Chris Burnett, you talk to all these guys, and they've all had great things to say about the guy. And he does really well with the young offensive linemen. And, you know, it, a lot of times it's about where you are and who you're with and how much you want it. And, and I know that reconnecting with Mike Bobo and getting back to Georgia and getting into this culture and kind of inheriting what he inherited at the point, um, I think it was a good fit for him. And, and man, that's a, that's an extremely good point on Cedric Van Brandt. Uh, because, I mean, you ain't coming back to play for somebody that you're kind of lukewarm on.
2: Well, and I, I mentioned, too, on the board, in terms of guys that you could have come back, I would say Carter, Jones, SVP, maybe third in terms of importance. Uh, I mean, you could maybe argue Ringo for the third spot, I would think, but I, I can't think of any. I mean, that's a, to me, that's just such a huge pickup in terms of importance and continuity on the offensive front next year.
0: I don't know if you don't want any of the other guys to come back because, I mean, without getting too inside baseball here, I mean, Jesus Christ, did you want to have to pay for all of them and deal with everybody sure, trying to come pay for them? Sure. sure. you imagine? I mean, dude, Jalen Carter would have, like, he could have been like, hey, listen, I want a I want a Mack truck and a trailer behind it full of cash. <laughs> and I swear to God they'd have tried to put it together.
2: Yeah. And I, I want a parking spot out front of Butt's Mirror to put it in, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, th- this is inside baseball, but – uh I'm just wondering out loud. I'm not asking any of y'all to answer this question. Imagine being the person that has to balance those books on all these NIL deals right now and having to hear from everyone's handlers because we know uh, after this past week that that's a big deal. I don't envy any of those people, man. I don't know how much sleep they get. Or what they do instead of sleep, because you it's probably should, illegal. You should, you should be glad that the guy balancing Georgia's NIL
2: books is not the guy running Florida's NIL books. That's why <laughs> there's, I mean. there's only one man for the. They don't job. have any more
1: books.
0: It's Marty Bird. Marty Bird is the man for the job. He's got the yeah. composure. He's got the. He's got the composure. He pulls out a composure card, and he knows his numbers, dude. Marty Bird, Ozark baby.
1: I know Boy, that the Kirby's people. Yeah. I know that that our friends at Breaking Tea.
0: I love that logo, man. I just love that. That is one of the best national chip lo- championship logos I've ever seen.
3: I love that logo, Jake. Have you looked at the, uh, the one of the social media posts that they put out that went into the details behind it all?
1: No. I you can should. pull that up after I do our read here. Yeah, <laughs> I'll pull it up because I'm interested in it. Palmer, do you, do you mind finding that? Yeah, and I got you it there. to me, and then I'll. producer palmer producer palm uh our friends at breaking tea they need a lot of help balancing their books as well because they've just backed up their own brinks truck filled with hot fresh national championship t-shirts and apparel breaking tea is the place to find your next georgia shirt you know you need a new one especially after back-to-back champs go check out breaking tea They've got every kind of style, whether you're you're a uh, kind of a subdued, kind of a, a simple logo person, or you like a throwback look, or you like something a little bit more over the top. Go check out Breaking Tea. We have a link to their store in every show description. Palmer, um, I think you're still working on that logo I, I description. dropped
3: it in the people section.
1: We will... Uh, pull that up when we get to it. But guys, let's talk about Georgia's rat poison schedule in 2023. Uh at, over the last several days, we've seen people go ahead and dive into Georgia's schedule and Georgia rivals. If you mix it up with people on Twitter, God bless you, take a break from it, go outside, look at the sunshine, take a walk because everybody's coming at you right now if you're a Georgia fan. Um but you're hearing first and foremost about how terrible and how easy Georgia's schedule will be in 2023. Uh, If you're a Georgia fan, that's aggravating. If you're Kirby Smart, now you've got to find a way to manufacture this rat poison and turn it into bulletin board material, just like he found a way to do for this national championship. Because if you've heard some of the post-game quotes, somehow he had Georgia players believing that people predicted Georgia to go five and seven and six and six. That's an actual quote from Zion Loeb. Yeah, he'll be capable.
0: If he can do it this year, he'll be, he he will have proved himself capable of Jim Jones type stuff. I no swear question. To God. No yeah. question. He, I mean, he's he, he, he something get... in the
1: Powerade cooler. Yeah,
0: that's, that's basically the way it is. Um, I don't know, man. The schedule's weak, dude. The schedule's weak. I mean, the schedule's weak enough that if I'm Kirby, I go to SEC media days and I just kind of lean into the microphone and I said, "At the University of Georgia, the hunt continues." Questions? <laughs> that's 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 how confident I would be in it because they're going to beat everybody's ass. I mean, I I, I just and. I, because that schedule's weak. I mean, they had Oklahoma on there, right? Well, I mean Oklahoma doesn't look like a you know just big juggernaut right now either. But they had them on there and the SEC took that out of play for good reason. All right. Good I mean, you don't want to go to Oklahoma and pay all that stuff and get all that to happen and then not get a return trip down the road for a non con. I mean that's that's just bad business. You don't you don't you don't do things like that. But um, you know, I still think we're going to see him play pretty soon because of that game getting canceled from when Oklahoma joins the league. But now, I mean, look at that, dude. I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe South Carolina could give you some problems, but that thing's at home. I mean, I guess the last time they were – one of the last times they were in Sanford Stadium, maybe it was the last time they, you know, really, you know, gave Georgia some problems. I don't know.
3: But, 2021, they played that night game. Yeah, that's
0: right. Yeah, and – and JT uh,
3: made his return back through for over 300 yards.
0: Yeah, a couple bad interception from JT. One, Nolan no had a safety. Yeah. So, I mean, I just don't see it. I
2: don't it's, see it on that schedule. You know, I don't think it's I don't think it's rat poison to say that the schedule is bad or to buy into it. To me, if I'm Kirby Smart, the message is: Look, we've gotten to the hill and we've had harder paths. There's no reason we can't come out and dominate. You've you've, a, you've you've got a you got to a, take everybody seriously, of course. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying that, but the reality is this is one of the worst Georgia schedules in a in a while.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially until you get to November. I mean, that Ole Miss Tennessee or the Ole, the Ole Miss Tennessee back to back's pretty solid. You know, I mean, that's because Ole Miss can be pretty good. They got a quarterback coming back. Not everybody does. Um, you know, Tennessee well, they they got up more like than five out of the transfer quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, that's true too. They may, they may. Uh, one of those may I mean, supplant. I would, I would
3: imagine that they're going with Spencer Sanders. Maybe I who know. knows his well, his yeah, last I, I year eligibility. I don't know through. why he would go there if he wasn't guaranteed a starter. Yeah, um, but outside of that, man, it is bad. I mean,
0: Here's like, what I'll yeah. say
1: about about the rat poison element. Um, it is it is difficult. I think to just assume you're going to roll through these things and roll through these games because of two things. Um, A lot of times when we look at these schedules, at this point in the year, okay, January, right? You haven't even gone through spring yet. A lot of these SEC teams look like, you know, you kind of judge them based on last year. And what I have pulled up on the screen, sorry if you're uh, listening on audio but Bill Connolly from ESPN has the SP plus ratings. I don't know how all of it works. He throws a bunch of teams into a computer and he gets a margin of victory and a win probability out of it. And he put Georgia's schedule together based on 2022. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily going to translate to 2023, maybe a, a few data points here or there, give or take. Um, But Georgia is a win probability of at least 91% against every team on the 2023 schedule except for Tennessee. And that game's on the road, and Georgia's win probability, in that one is 65%. So when you look at that kind of stuff, the win probability, I guess it does make it rat poison. But you also have to figure out that – the transfer portal is going to help a lot of these teams out in ways that you can't really predict right now. And I think that's kind of the X factor when you I look mean, at some of this that may not make this schedule as as easy as you think it's going to be. And it always turns out that way in the SEC. Some team ends up being better than you think they're going to be at this point in the year. And if well, we're I mean, to- look,
3: at, look at TCU. No one, based on their previous year, would have expected them to be nearly the game that they were. I mean, they, they didn't end up being a game for Georgia, but the team that they were – um, you know, this season based on their 2021 year. So, yeah, I mean, I think that you can look at this schedule and say, I mean, I'm surprised that South Carolina number is that high with what they've got returning. Um, the, the momentum that they picked up late in the season, that's the one that probably surprises me the most.
1: Yeah, again, it's it's based on based on this year's data. So that one I would expect Georgia's win probability would probably dip.
2: I think uh, the one that you said it, Wes, and it's interesting when you're talking about transfer portal, because if there's one team on the schedule that probably benefited the most and probably will look like a different team as a result, it's probably Auburn. And they'll have some stability with the head coach. That's who Uh, I'm thinking, too. You know, so that I'm not saying that they're going to be world beaters or anything this year. They 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 probably they've got a long way to go, but. Auburn should be better than Auburn last year. And like I said, I don't think they're going to have that little dark cloud hanging over them of, hey, the boosters are trying to get the coach fired again.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, if that's the case, then that too could turn into a pretty interesting two-game stretch because Kentucky's got Devin Leary and Barry and Brown. True. And, um, you know, those are some good players there for them. They're always going to be tough and physical on defense. Um, they're all, you know, they're, they're going to have a physical offensive of line, whether it's any good or not. I don't know who they what they did at, Office of coordinator. If they find it, ended find it up, ended up getting Liam Neeson or whatever his name is, um, uh, Cohen. That's it. Yeah, I know. We'll find Neeson. you. He's <laughs> got a particular set of skills. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I mean, he Yeah. So yeah, they got him back. Um, you know, uh, that's another one that, that's kind of intriguing. I mean, I think Georgia probably beat the, beat, beat South Carolina pretty good. Um, yeah, because that one's going to be like a. It's an SEC opener. Be shocked if Georgia didn't figure out a way to get that bad boy at night. I mean, gosh, opening up
1: with UT Martin and Ball State, they're probably installing some Gamecock stuff. And I'll tell you another thing, too. I bet Uh, you
3: it's the 330 game though.
1: Yeah, it may be. what South Carolina does. I,
3: I, I know Florida and Tennessee is that weekend, so maybe that's the South. Or that's yeah, the I would weekend. imagine they, they, they like, like taking Georgia. that rivalry game. Georgia, then, yeah, then Georgia and South Carolina could get that.
0: Uh, wait
1: a second, isn't this the first year where SEC on CBS is no longer the no?
3: Thing? I thought there one there's, one there's one more
1: year, there's one more year. Yeah, okay. So. Um, yeah, it could be. I mean, With Rattler sure. figuring it out, defending back-to-back champs, maybe they want to do that.
0: I don't I'll, know if Rattler's going to figure out
1: Georgia's defense. Michael Williams and –
0: Yeah. I mean, that's something that we're going to dive into a little bit deeper this offseason. But in its own way – it's going to be different. But in its own way, I've got some similar 2021 expectations to 2023. I mean, for this year. I think it's going to be different. But this I'm, – I'm telling you, man, they – in terms of what you're bringing back on the D line, second level, third level, that defense brought back is this defense is bringing back so much more across the board than that 2021 defense did, where second the secondary was actually a big concern. Mm. I, as y'all remember going into the Clemson game, you thought Georgia might have to score 27 or or 24 to win because you didn't you didn't know if they were going to be good enough in the back half to to, to deal with Clemson. And then – Chris I mean,
2: showed up out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, dude, like a like – a, I mean, like a zero turn
1: all over the whole <laughs> schedule just mowed
0: everything
2: down.
1: To that point, if Georgia's defense is at the 2021 level, then they won't have to worry about this. But, I mean, we talked to Cedric Van Prandt after the Peach Bowl and everyone that we got to talk to, Jamon Dumas-Johnson, Kenny McIntosh, Smile Munden they pointed to that game like Mizzou where they were tested and they learned their metal. They learned what they were made of and it helped them out in a game like Ohio state. So if you do just blaze through everybody, maybe some of these younger guys don't necessarily know what it feels like to get punched in the mouth. And we're looking way too far down the road, but I could see that potentially being something where, you know, we're hearing from Kirby smart in December and he's like, yeah, we beat everybody by four touchdowns and, we haven't faced any adversity.
2: Oh, man. Yeah. That's, you know. I mean, you, you mentioned getting punched in the mouth, but I think that you've got those first two games to get those young guys at least acclimated to doing it when the band's playing. I mean, they're going to get a heavy dose of it. So, yeah, they'll they'll probably have some growing pains. I think that's inevitable, but that's a really nice start for – I mean uh, – The has got young guys. But But we're talking
3: about young guys. There's not going to be that many young guys. I mean – you're pretty experienced all over the field. I mean, whether it's offense, you know, wide receiver, you feel very experienced tight end. You feel very experienced offensive line. I mean, you're you're breaking in one, essentially one new starter there quarterback. Yeah. But running, back I mean, I mean, except for Kenny, but you know, defense you're experienced up and down the the field. There's, there's not a ton of young guys that they might be in the rotation, but there's not going to be a ton of young guys that are being counted on very heavily, with the exception of maybe outside
2: linebacker. Yes, yeah. and maybe safety.
3: Yeah, I mean, if they if
0: they decide to go with Joe Neliguero there, I mean that could be one. Uh, I mean, they still got Dan Jackson. Um, you know, without folks even realizing it, David Daniel Sizfah played a lot of a lot of really valuable snaps this past year. Uh, primarily, go back and league.
1: watch uh, CJ Stroud's run at the end of that Ohio State game. He made the tackle.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, like I've I, – and, and I, what I'm kind of predicting is I think Smoke Bowie may come in and play star or safety. Javon Bullard may play star or safety. I really, really love the idea of Javon Bullard at safety because I think he's – I think he's very Chris Smith-like with maybe a little bit more range and and maybe a little bit more Wolverine in him. Uh, you know, he's just – he's got like, that little bit of a – like I've mentioned it before, little Brian Dawkins, um, kind of a –
2: just a reckless mentality. mentality makes the hair stand up on my neck when do,
3: you, do you think that's something that they'll do do you think that's something that they'll do this spring is move Bullard to safety because they know what they have in him at star use it as an opportunity to develop smoke as a star and and see what you got in in Bullard at safety i mean is that kind of what you're thinking i don't i don't know if Dan I don't know. Will be back by I, mean, then.
0: I guess yeah that's part of it Um, I just, there was a, there were some snaps and I want to say it was, it wasn't in the, it wasn't in the national championship game. I don't think, but there were some snaps there where, where Bullard was playing safety at some point late there in the year, maybe it was against the LSU. um, But Bullard was lining up back there. And, you know, maybe it was just kind of a, you know, the star, star had to kind of sink based on emotion. I don't know what happened there. But I just think, you. I I, I remember that. And and I
3: I think it was LSU. It might've been one of those later regular season games, like Georgia tech or something. I do. Um, I will say this though
0: about the, before I forget this Palmer, I do want to bring this up about the youth thing. The strong safety spot um, is in fact, I've talked to some people about this is a, is a significantly easier spot to, to kind of learn in Georgia's system. Um, you know, it's 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 a lot easier spot to pick up on from what I understand than the free safety spot, making what Malachi Starks did this past year probably a little bit more impressive. But I just – I wanted to fit that in before I forgot about it.
1: Uh, let's pivot for a moment, and we got on the screen here the logo that Palmer mentioned and uh, that Roe mentioned. If you haven't looked at the deep dive into the 2022 National Championship logo breakdowns, pretty sweet, pretty detailed – Obviously, you got the Power G, 15 rays. I mean, this thing is like if you study flags of the world and they've got the breakdown of what every star and color and line means. I mean, this is what they've done to create Georgia's National Championship logo. Um, Four stars paying homage to the Hollywood Walk of Fame. The four stars represent Georgia's four titles. I mean, that is some insane detail right there. Yeah, some Todd Munkin's playbook design stuff. So go check that out if you haven't done so already. Um
0: 12 did you see the 12 steps on there? 12 steps. There are 12 steps, 6 on each side. Perfect regular season. They uh they covered it all, man. The
1: 12 steps. Admitting you have a
2: problem but, so. part of me, part no, of me no. thinks that I was they designed the logo.
3: Part of me thinks that they designed the logo and then just came back and they were like, "Okay, let's count these things and let's see where we can find." How dare uh, you! I don't know. A how lot dare you! This is. Gr- I will <laughs> say
0: this: the Braves did something similar with their championship ring. Um, they they were extremely detailed in like every single run right? of how it was, you know, was was developed. And so their
1: ring opened up yeah, and had a miniature scary. stadium inside of it. That was sick.
3: With like red diamonds where the home runs landed, or something. Yeah, yeah. they had a right. they had
1: a chop house with every beer that I drank inside of it. Uh, it's pretty impressive. I've been um, getting
0: drunk off this. I've been getting drunk off this ring for years. <laughs> I was doing a Buck Belue impression there, because <laughs> he probably has gotten drunk off of his national championship ring for years. He has, and but he's he, not played Augusta National. He let me know that the other day.
1: Who <laughs> could blame him? How long do y'all think it's gonna take for Stetson Bennett to be a member at Augusta if he's not already? I don't think he'll be a member,
0: um, but I think he'll play it. I mean, Kiz and Billy Payne and I can't believe Billy Payne hadn't got Buck blue on the on on at Augusta National. That makes me kind of sad, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but uh I mean I figured, you know, Kiz or or Harris English or or Keith Mitchell or somebody's gonna take him out to uh to um They'll probably fight over it. To be honest with you, but, no, you no. Know, you know,
2: it would be it would be cool as shit if they let him caddy for the part three contest. <laughs> that would be <laughs> what a great move. And wear a mailman hat. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, put the guy. I mean, talking about put like,
1: Josh Heupel in the little kids caddy. Just and, and Forrest
2: Gumping. Just Forrest Gumping his life. Just out yeah. there carrying a bag for kids during the part three.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Speaking of Georgia quarterbacks. Let's put some respect on the guys who are actually going to play in twenty twenty three. And I couldn't help but notice, guys, there is some weird Heisman odds coming out of Vegas on this one, and everyone is just in a pretzel trying to figure out who will start for Georgia. FanDuel has Brock Vandergriff at plus three thousand and Carson Beck at plus four thousand. Meanwhile, Caesars has Beck at plus two thousand and Brock Vandergriff at plus twenty five hundred. I'm not asking y'all to predict who's going to start at quarterback. I think a lot of people assume it's going to be Beck, uh, but this gave me a little bit of pause, and I think it just gives Kirby Smart a little bit more uh, fuel on the fire to say we got an open quarterback competition this spring. Man, I don't know. Can you even bet on any of that? If you do, I will also include a – link to the gambling hotline in this yeah,
0: you know, I mean, I don't,
1: description.
0: I don't even know. I I, I mean plus two thousand is is ridiculously high odds, I feel like, for, for Carson Beck. I mean I think it should probably be more like plus five thousand or or whatever. I mean that's that's ridiculous. But I mean I don't know. I, I have a hard time believing they're that clueless about it. There's probably some sort of function there. Everything they do is planned out. They got more information probably than anybody on this podcast on this uh, show right now. Uh, I don't know. This this is, I think, just to kind of create some. This is probably for this reason right here. Hey, let's throw this out there. Let people know what we that way. People can be aware of what we do. They'll think we're dumbasses and we can take our
2: money. And, and we're probably doing the devil's bidding here. We need some money out of this. Well, and somebody said they were like, these guys are in the business of making money. Why would they post these odds? Because if you bet these odds, you're probably going to lose. You're still going to lose. These are like – I mean, this is like the worst – these are some of the worst bets I could imagine making. I'm not saying either of these guys could not possibly win the job, and who knows at that point, but – there are much sure things that you could do in the world than bet on either Brock Vandegrift or Carson Beck to win the Heisman. Let alone, uh, we haven't even seen like the projection of starter. Although I guess Fanduel's saying Vandegrift's going to get the start.
0: You've got a better chance to go put going and putting
2: all your money on one at the roulette table. Yeah, no question, hundred thousand <laughs> percent. Give it to me and I'll double it. Now you got a better chance of that happening than this happening. <laughs>
1: uh gunner stockton is tied with arch manning if you're uh, curious about that um i'm just fascinated with the function of vegas basically predicting which guy's going to start at georgia and two sports books can't agree on it um everything we've heard i mean it seems like brock vandegrift there's some chatter in the comments from uncle glenn that brock has definitely gone to the portal if carson beck wins the job but it To me, I'm not saying you're wrong, Uncle Glenn. I can understand that perception. Uh, To me, it seems as if Brock's pretty locked in and and competitive on this thing, but that's just my read on it.
0: I mean, I'm sure he's going to work really hard this spring and give it all he's got, and and if he can do it, that's fine. But the the, And I've said this before. I'm going to say it a million times before we get there. You're not going to know anything at the end of the spring. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna still be assuming Carson Beck's the guy, but we're gonna not gonna know anything. I mean, I swear, I if, if Georgia wants to try and hold on to to all three of these quarterbacks, they're gonna split the first team reps and they're gonna do all that. I, I this it, this is a tough situation that Georgia's in right now.
3: But but yeah. if but if one of them that isn't named Gunner Stockton leaves, you feel like you've got a good idea. I mean, yeah, I feel like you would know then. I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, once somebody leaves,
0: you're, you're, you're dealing with it. You know, like you're, you, you, you've got to kind of get on. And again,
3: I don't think George is in a good situation only with two scholarship quarterbacks, but. Been there before.
0: Yep. Been there with, uh, with, I mean, you were basically there for most of the 2019 season uh, because Dewan Mathis was out. And yeah, but, but,
3: but my point in all that was that they did it in 18. They didn't like doing it in 18, so they went and got an extra guy for 19 when Justin Fields left. When le- when Fields left, they went out and got two guys.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that was more of an issue of convenience because they got Dwan Mathis because Ohio State got Justin Fields. To me, right. that was like, that was okay.
3: Um... But then they went and sought out Stetson Bennett.
0: Yeah, because they needed somebody they knew they could feel like could play and knew what they were going to do and be a backup. Yeah. I don't think they drafted. I don't think drafted. I don't Draft. think they signed Juan Mathis to be a a backup. They signed Juan Mathis to be a developmental guy because he
2: fell in their lap. Sure. Yeah, I, I would completely agree with that stance based on what we knew about it that the recruit from a recruiting standpoint at the time.
1: To me, that was like uh, you're starting running back in fantasy football goes down. Let's pick up every running back on the waiver wire that I've heard of and I think might score. Let's just pick up everybody well, and we'll let them. Yeah. I just can just tell you anyway. this.
3: Jackson Muschamp is, is making these road trips next year with only two scholarship quarterbacks. No yeah, question.
2: for sure. 100%. I- but I knew I mean, I knew people who thought that Dwan Mathis would be a better receiver in college than he would be a quarterback. And I that's mean, the position was,
3: he's playing now at Temple.
2: That's what I'm saying.
1: He was a he was a, a clearly developmental prospect for sure. Uh, guys, before we get to dog stocks, ZG is in the comments here. What are the thoughts on Kirby? Do y'all have any he, thoughts on him? he he is good.
3: Sweet video game he's 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 got a lot of job security he is
1: good at his job
3: i don't think he's leaving for alabama or the nfl
1: what about the colts yeah don't think so someone tried to troll me in my comments the other day with the it was a very well done breaking news graphic it was just a picture of kirby smart and at the bottom of the picture it just said breaking
3: well i'm pretty sure that was just a breaking news graphic that they stole from espn or something
1: No, I think they made it. It it looked pretty – I'll give that to them. They got some good Photoshop skills. All right, dog stocks, guys. Stock up, stock down. I'll get us started. We're in the NFL playoff season. It's the greatest weekend of the year in divisional NFL playoffs. And with the Bengals' victory over the Bills, Georgia's streak of sending at least one dog to the Super Bowl remains alive because Trey Hill is on the roster and the chiefs have me Cole and who else? I'm missing somebody, Malik right? Herring. Malik. Herring. Malik. That's right. Forsyth count or Forsyth high school. Forsyth, Georgia, Mary, persons. Georgia, oh, Mary, Mary persons, persons high school. Yes, that's right. Uh, so stock up on the dogs in the super bowl. They're going at least one of them is going to be playing for that Lombardi trophy yet again, LSU and Georgia tied for that record. i believe it's at, what is it, like 20 years? Something, 20 I think or
0: 20, 20. I think we're up to 22 straight years. 22 straight years, man.
1: Just means more, baby.
0: You know what breaks my heart, though, is we won't be getting an email from Steve Colquitt from Georgia Sports Info about that. Uh-huh. Steve is now the Director of Communications at uh, Oconee, Oconee, County County. High School, Oconee County Schools, and I'm sad. I'm no just,
2: way.
1: Yeah. Oh, Steve's going to be dude. emailing us about – um, Oconee County and North Oconee and yeah. Central Oconee yeah. and Western Oconee. Shout as, out
2: to Steve Colquitt, man. Great dude. Yeah. Great dude. Yeah, He's, he's a real one. Former boss of mine <laughs> when I was at Georgia taught different. me
1: how to take some pictures of a bunch of Georgia football games. So, yep, going to miss you, Steve. All right, Light who's hammer. next?
3: I'll go. Um, I'm going stock up on Davis Thompson. Um, for you all that may not know, if if you just follow Georgia football, Davis played golf at Georgia uh, and had an outstanding weekend. This He's a PGA Tour rookie, turned pro uh, back in 2021, got to skip the first and second stages of, of professional qualifying to get to the PGA Tour, um, essentially single A, double A, got to skip those uh, and went straight to the Corn Ferry Tour, won on that last summer. He's now got his PGA Tour card. He's a rookie on the Tour and finished second place uh, by one stroke to should be world number one John Rahm um, out in California. Davis broke the or tied the PGA Tour record for most eagles in a single tournament. Uh, had wow. five of them. All five came on Thursday and Friday. So he Should've will save be- some
1: for the weekend. There's a
3: house on Barber Street had a lot of eagles. <laughs> he, uh, he he will be in action at, at Jake and I's favorite course this weekend at, at the Farmer's Insurance out at Torrey Pines. Oh, yeah. I think I might fly out there and go watch it.
2: I like that you said Jake and I's favorite course as if you guys played it and didn't just eat breakfast there. Hey, we
0: walked around <laughs> a little
2: bit. You know, we saw him putting up the stuff. Hey, the breakfast was good. <laughs>
1: our favorite golf course breakfast spot tory <laughs> yeah. pines
0: yeah hey, our favorite just,
3: course in san diego
0: and i'll tell you what man you sit there and you're watching you're sitting there watching down the first hole down the, and that there's a bunker on the right it's just like a magnet dude They're, they're just every dude just hitting over there and just like just holding his hands up just slapping it into that bunker but
2: All right, I'm going stock up over here. Rep Womack just kind of uh, led me in with it. He said, y'all ready for Deuce? I'm going stock up on Georgia's chances with Deuce Robinson uh, with uh, National Signing Day creeping up on us, like a week and a half out of uh, the second signing period. And I think Georgia in a really good spot for the nation's number one tight end. Haven't heard anything really since his official visit from Kent State to make me think otherwise. Haven't put the official prediction in. I was gonna let let it, let it wait just a little bit, and uh, but I, I think that that's probably coming sometime this week. Really like where Georgia stands with Deuce Robinson. Outstanding job by Todd Hartley. We talked about him early in the uh, early in the, the this show. Tremendous work, and and like I said, even if Deuce doesn't come, uh, I which I'm saying right now that I, I feel like he he will. Um, you got Pierce Sperlin, number three tight end in this class, lost and lucky, a four star guy as well some real standouts in that group. Um, So stock up right now, I think in terms of Georgia recruiting, when it comes to the chances of playing at Deuce Robinson.
3: And Hey, if I saw correctly, Charles power tweeted out a uh, video of Nico throwing to Deuce for a long completion might've been a touchdown at the Polynesian bowl.
2: Mm. Yeah. I, I mentioned to somebody that somebody on the board was talking about him and they said, this kid's like Bowers. And I said, yeah, he is. He's like Bowers with like three or four inches.
0: No, this cat is uh this cat is a Kyle Pitts clone.
2: Mm. This cat is like Kyle that.
0: Pitts made over, is what he is. Like watching him catch that ball in the Polynesian bowl, I was like, Jesus Christ, that is Kyle Pitts. Um, so you know, Georgia may have a chance to have a Kyle Pitts like talent on the field next year with Brock Bowers. Also, you're gonna have all just sorry old Oscar Delp, uh, <laughs> who is uh just also just a tremendous football player. Yeah. Um, who's going to be a year later and a little? i mean, a year older and a little bigger. Um, George's George's loaded, and and Todd Hartley, man, I don't, I don't I don't know what it is, man. I I do not know what it is. Uh, pay that
2: man his money.
0: Pay that man, yeah, John Malkovich style. No from, question. From Rounders, yeah. I don't want to mess up the, uh, mess up the accident. hanging
1: around, <laughs>
2: <He> <laughs> had to man his money. Uh,
0: but, uh, no, he, so I'm going to stick in the vein of recruiting because we were talking before the show started about an interview. I just did guys. I, I don't, I don't, I don't interview prospects anymore. I, I haven't in a long time. Uh, but you know, over here at dogs HQ, we just, we just get after it. And, and, you know, so I just called a kid, you know, he put his, he put his, you know, or I texted him first. He put his, phone number in his Twitter profile. So I was like, hey, Texas kid. He's number 92 player in the country for 2024. Um, you,
2: di- uh-huh. you can probably say his name oh, now. Huh? You can probably say his name now. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm going to say his name
0: is Aaron Butler. Now, you're probably not all that familiar with Aaron Butler because he's in California. He's in Calabasas, which is, you know, where Jermaine Burton, I believe, paid his senior season of high school yes. ball. It's where, you know, the A-list celebrities in Hollywood now live. A lot of them, Calabasas or Beverly Hills one. Um, it's, uh, it's a really nice place. I call him, it's a Santa Monica number. I text him, it's a Santa Monica number. He calls me right back, we talk. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is, um, come over to Dogs HQ tomorrow, because this is one of the most interesting interviews I've ever done. This kid is not lacking in confidence. But he said something on this call that, I don't know, it just it popped into my head. I remembered it while I was there, uh, whenever I was listening to the guys talk. And I was talking to him as we were getting off the phone. I said, hey, man, safe travels out to Georgia this weekend. He's visiting Georgia on Friday. He announced that on Twitter. Um, I said, uh, you know, hey, man, safe travels out to Georgia this weekend. Uh, and also, I really enjoyed it out kind of where, you know, your way. Um, you know, I've, I've been out there twice, and I think SoCal's awesome. He goes, yeah, it's amazing. I just wish you'd had the University of Georgia out here. And I was like, you know, let's, let's say for a second that that's 50% disingenuous. All right. Let's say he's just talking to a guy he knows covers the University of Georgia and he's throwing it out there to endear himself to Georgia fans. First of all, he's a real real freaking smart kid because most of them don't think that far. I've raised a kid to the age of 18, 19 years old, and he he rarely had a thought in his head, period. Okay. <laughs> so he didn't he just wasn't worried about nothing. So for just him to be that calculator existing. Brain. Jake, you're Look, 39 guys. and you barely have
3: thoughts in your head.
0: Yeah, right. So <laughs> I just got to thinking about it, and I just said, I mean, you got a kid from Southern California, you know, talking about how he wishes the University of Georgia could be out there. How far has this thing come to this point? And, you know, Georgia recruiting, stock up, man, because the way they're getting their message out nationwide. We just got through talking about Deuce Robinson – um, you know, I was about to say he's from Las Vegas, but he's from Arizona because I can't keep up with you know where they're going out there. Into these, obsc- I mean, Keely Ringo, Brock Bowers, Hill and Rayola, um, uh, yeah. And and not only that, but this, you know, the the you know, the kid I Peyton, talked to today, you know, when I was talking,
3: is, who, what, what was that now? Peyton Woodring is from California, right?
2: No, Peyton Woodring's from Louisiana. He went to a not station. not
3: Peyton Woodring, um,
2: Peyton Woodyard is from St. John, Woodyard, Bisco, Woodyard, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. that's what yeah. I meant.
3: Butler, but like Butler.
1: Like JT so many, Daniels, a damn good dog. Yeah.
0: So so what I'm getting at here is Georgia's starting to capitalize on something that I always wondered about with the state of, the, of with Atlanta being such a transient place is a lot of people pass through Atlanta. A lot of people not only pass through Atlanta, but they, they maybe grow up in Atlanta and they move out because so many people moved in, right? Well, Aaron Butler – is tied to to uh, tied to Atlanta. Um, he lived in Atlanta at one point growing up. He has people he still knows there. We're fun. We're finding this out about a lot of different people now. And Georgia's kind of flipped that script. And I just I tell you what, man, it's like it's like watching a world class pianist because Georgia just they strike the right chords. They're constantly the way it is. They got all the hands on the piano at one time, and they just hit them all. Um, you know so frequently in this recruiting game. And I'm not saying Georgia's going to get Aaron Butler, but Georgia's name rings out where Aaron Butler is. And that was not, hasn't always been the case.
2: Yeah, the well, national well, hey, the national brand is as strong as it's ever been, without question. Totally. And may never be stronger. No. Because it's tough to get any stronger.
1: Yeah, yeah out, outside of the individual with Butler there, that just shows me, you know, that's a microcosm of where Georgia is right now on the national stage with everybody. And uh, I think that's – What you want, right? You know, there
0: was one time, though. Georgia did dip into Southern Cal, and they almost had this cat named Dante Shipman.
2: Dante (laughs) Shipman. Get ready to do my thing out in this Georgia outfit.
0: Dante (laughs) Shipman looked like a 32-year-old man that that kept a pack of camel lights, and Jeremy Uh, Pruitt was going to go get him to play corner. And I'll never forget, man. I got to go behind the scenes a little bit on this one. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt um, told me, (laughs) He goes, we're talking about it, but I call him one night and I say, Coach, you're going to be able to take this Juco cornerback? And he goes, man, I can't. I just can't. And I said, why? He goes, ah, I can't get into it. I can't. And so, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, that was... been
2: legendary at Georgia, I think, just for the stories alone. Not. I don't know if the play would have matched up, but he was something else.
1: Yeah, something
2: else. Something Di, baby.
1: Um, y'all hit subscribe on the YouTube channel, but also check out the uh, flash sale promo we have over at dogshq.com. If you're not already a subscriber over there, $29.99 to access every premium nugget, message board, comment, scoop that we have at Dogs HQ. And that is averaging out to about. What is it, Ro? About a dollar something. About a dollar a week. About
0: a dollar a week right now. Yeah. It was a tad under last week. I was I mean, we're looking
1: at there's no it can't be more than a dollar twenty-five. It's getting more is. expensive every day. So yeah. don't miss out on that. We $29. appreciate $29. y'all joining us. What's up? $29.99. $29.99. appreciate y'all joining us as always. The regulars in the comments section. Good to hear from y'all. Good to hear from some new names as well. And uh hope you'll have a great week. We'll be back on Wednesday. And by that point, we'll be a week out from the second signing day of the 2023 cycle. So a lot to preview and project and prognosticate there. And as you know, Georgia's football season has back-to-back national championships. Uh, it's never really over. So we'll find plenty to talk about by then as well. Thanks for locking into Dogs HQ on YouTube and on the internet. We'll catch you next time. Peace.